Thanks for checking out our Legacy Church podcast. We know you'll be blessed and encouraged by today's message. Now here's Pastor On. If you have your Bible, turn with me to Matthew 15, and we will begin reading in verse 21. We are in a new sermon series, and so we're continuing on. If you're taking, taking notes, I'm calling today's message, Thank God for the Crumbs. Thank God for the Crumbs. Leaving that place, Jesus withdrew to the region of Tyre and Sidon. And a Canaanite woman from that vicinity came to him, crying out, Lord, son of David, have mercy on me. My daughter is demon-possessed and suffering terribly. Jesus did not answer a word. So his disciples came to him and urged him, send her away. She's been crying out after us. And he answered, I was sent only to the lost sheep of Israel. And the woman came and knelt before him. Lord, help me, she said. He replied, it is not right to take the children's bread and toss it to the dogs. Yes, it is, Lord, she said. Even the dogs eat the crumbs that fall from their master's table. Then Jesus said to her, Woman, you have great faith. Your request is granted. And her daughter was healed at that moment. If I ever called my wife woman, I would be in big trouble. But Jesus can get away with it. Amen? So the context of this story is that Jesus leaves Jerusalem a place that seemed perfect for him to do ministry. It was a beautiful place, beautiful temple there, religious people there, priests there, people that seemed to have it all together. And yet Jesus leaves Jerusalem because he has a confrontation with some priests, some Pharisees there. And he goes to Tyre and Sidon, which is in southern Lebanon, about 25 miles north of Israel. So remember, they didn't have cars back then. So Jesus leaves, moves 25 miles to go to this area, which is a place of ungodliness, idol worship, and adverse conditions to ministry. Yet Jesus went there. And I think about this, and I say, this sounds like Rhode Island. This sounds like Rhode Island. Jesus comes to a place that is not easy. Comes to a place where the people are imperfect. Not very holy. Not very sacred. And Jesus leaves a place where you think he should stay in Jerusalem with the temple and the priests. And he goes to this place, Tyre and Sidon. And so he leaves people who thought they had it all together and he goes to a place and meets a woman who knew she didn't have anything together. She was in such a mess that her own daughter is demon-possessed. And so we see here at the beginning of this story 
that Jesus is always willing to meet anyone in their mess if they're willing to accept him. He meets you in your mess if you're willing to accept him. So the woman far from Jerusalem, far from where Jesus was ministering, hears about Jesus. She immediately recognizes the disciples and Jesus because someone had told her about him. Someone had told her about Yeshua, about a man named Yeshua, a man named Jesus. Someone had told her, don't worry if you don't have clothes for church, the right clothing on. Don't worry if you smell. Don't worry if you're hung over. Don't worry that you've made such a mess out of your life and out of your kids. There's a man that can help you. I know a guy. As you Rhode Islanders would say. I know a guy. I know a guy. And I think we all need that someone to say to us, I know a guy that will accept you in your mess, in your brokenness, in your sinfulness. I know a guy that won't reject you, won't judge you. His name is Yeshua. His name is Jesus. So she heard of somebody that can help us. See, we all need a someone in our life. And we all need to be a someone to someone that needs Jesus. This woman had tried everything to help her daughters. The Canaanites had more gods. You know, if you're Asherah Poles, that was one of the things that they worship. God of fertility. She would go to her friends for help. She would try the money that she had. What can she buy to help her situation, her daughter? But things kept getting worse. So bad that her daughter is demon-possessed. Her house is demon-possessed. Her house is broken. Her family is broken. Nothing could help. No counselor can help. No psychologist can help. No psychiatrist can help. But she hears of a guy. She hears of someone whose name is Yeshua, Jesus. And she immediately recognizes him. There are moments in everyone's life, unexpected divine moments, that God gives you opportunity to be changed, to be helped, to be delivered, to be set free. Some of you, that moment was this morning and you opened up and you received it. You came to the altar. Some of you, that moment is still today where after church you come and say, I need that guy. His name is Jesus. I need Yeshua. I need deliverance. I need setting free. I am in a mess. Who can help me in my mess? Can you just thank God? Can you? Were you in a mess when Jesus came to your life? I know I was. 
See, her response in seeing Jesus, seeing his disciples, wasn't, so um, what are you pitching here? So how long church, your church lasts? How long do we have to be there for? Uh, so if I follow you, um, do you guys talk about money in your church? She was desperate. She was desperate. And she began to cry out, Lord, son of David, have mercy on me. See, Jesus will not work in your religion. He will work in your desperation. He will not work if you want everything just kind of lined up. Why did worship go so long today? Why is church going so long today? He will not work in that, in your religion. He will work in your mess. He will work in, in your, your depravity. He will work where you're at, but he won't work in your religion. So he leaves religion behind. He re leaves Jerusalem behind. And he says, I need to go find some desperate people so I can help them. So what can we learn from this story? Give us some points here. Number one, Jesus isn't religious. Jesus isn't religious. He goes to ungodly people. He goes to ungodly regions. And he goes there to show his disciples the difference between religion and faith. He goes there to show his disciples the difference between man's tradition, which Jerusalem had a lot of, versus relationship. See, I'm Italian, raised Italian. Every Italian has a cross over their bed and a cross on their neck. It's a gift from your grandmother. But a cross over your bed will do you no good if you allow the devil to sleep in your bed with you. There's no cross that's going to help you if you're sleeping with the devil. See, the first reaction that the disciples had was annoyance. They were annoyed. Who's this lady? She's not like us. She's not religious. She's not worthy. She looks different. She talks different. She worships idols. Look at all the idols. She's made a left. Look what she's done to her daughter. They were annoyed. They were annoyed with her. You know, there's a movie coming out. It's called Jesus Revolution. And uh, Kelsey Grammer, who's a big star, is in it. And it's a, it's a true story. Um, and it's, I guess it's focused around Pastor Greg Laurie, who's a huge pastor. When he was part of the hippie movement in the 70s, where God moved in Southern California, not in churches. 
he moved on the streets. He started moving among long-haired, freaky people. Is that song, long-haired, freaky people need not apply? He started moving among hippies, smelly. They didn't take baths, long hair, didn't wear shoes, dirty. Smelled like skunk. If you know, you get the drift. And the Lord started moving amongst them, rock and rollers, musicians. It was a sovereign move of God. It was miraculous. I'm talking thousands of hippies. The Holy Spirit would start coming and visiting. And so they're thinking, let me go to church. But they're not thinking, I need to take a bath. I need to shave. I need to cut my hair. I need to put shoes on. They're thinking, let me go to church. So here they are, long, you know, smoking a joint and then going into the sanctuary. And the church started rejecting them. Hey, you can't come in here. You don't have the right clothes on. You don't have the right shoes. You smell like skunk. I'm not sitting next to you. And God started speaking to some of the pastors and saying, what are you doing? That's me walking into your church and you're rejecting me. And God started speaking to some of the Christians, saying, I don't want that person coming to church. Do you know who they are? Do you know what they do? And thank God for those who listened, because many of those hippies ended up having some of the biggest ministries on the earth. And there was huge movement of revival and salvation in the 70s. And I say, Lord, come again, come again. Come again, come again. Let us be someone that is in someone's life that says, come to church with me. You don't need to wear the right clothes. You don't need to look the right part. Just come. I know a guy that's going to change your life forever. See, you will never be an annoyance to Jesus. Never, ever, 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 ever. You know, I have a daughter that's at home still. And um, I think of the day when she's going to get married and move on. And sometimes, you know, she could be annoying asking me for this and asking me for that and asking me for this. And I said, oh, I'm going to miss this. I'm going to miss this so much. You will never be an annoyance to Jesus. I don't care how messed up things get in your life. You will never, ever be an annoyance to Jesus. I thank God that he accepted me when I was broken. I was sinful. Yeah, I smelled like skunk. I thank God that the people of the church received me, accepted me, and helped me to come to the feet of the cross at Jesus. Amen? Number two, we learn in this story that Jesus works in silence. Jesus' first reaction was silence. She cries out, Lord, son of David, have mercy on me. My daughter is demon-possessed and suffering terribly. And the Bible says he did not answer a word. 
But listen, in his silence, Jesus was preparing to use this lady to teach the whole world as she is teaching us now what faith and love really is. To teach us what humility is, what persistence is. He was working in his silence, continues to work through her life thousands of years later. So I want to encourage you today. You might not see changes right away. You might not see instantaneous answers to prayer. In your marriage, in your finances, in your health, in your family life. But keep crying out. Keep crying out. Keep coming to Jesus. Keep coming to the altar. Keep crying out like this woman. She would not be stopped. She would not be stopped by anyone. Even the disciples, she kept crying out. See, Jesus works in science. We sing that song. Even when I don't feel it, you're working. I wonder if that's from the scripture. Even if I don't see it, you're working. In Romans 8, 28, it says, We know, we know, we know that in all things, all things work together for good to them that love God, to them who are called according to his purpose. Even in times where it seems like Jesus isn't answering, he's working in your life. He's working a plan. He has a plan for you. Don't quit. Don't get discouraged. Don't let the devil lie to you and pull you away from the foot of the cross. Imagine if she had just walked away. Third, Jesus works through consistent prayer and humility. Consistent prayer. This lady was consistent. She was persistent. She kept crying out. She kept crying out. She didn't back down. When the disciples rejected her, when the disciples tell Jesus, get rid of her, she's right there. They're telling him, get rid of her. She didn't feel, she didn't subject herself to feeling rejected and allowed a spirit of rejection or anger to come upon her. She stayed humble and she kept crying out. And Psalm 34, 18 says, the Lord is near to those whose hearts, listen, are humble. He saves those whose spirits are crushed. Jesus says to the woman, it is not right to take the children's bread and toss it to the dogs. Jesus says this. Her response wasn't, what? I'm offended. I'm offended. Do you believe that he called me a dog? Do you believe he called me a chihuahua? Out of all the dogs, he calls me a chihuahua. Do you believe what Jesus called me? Do you believe the usher had the gall to ask me to move my seat? Do you believe this church 
doesn't allow you to take your caramel spiced pumpkin latte with a splash of cinnamon and two and a half ice cubes into the sanctuary. Do you believe it? Interesting. Do you believe they won't let me bring my tuba into the sanctuary and play along with the music ministry? I don't get that request that often. It used to be in the old days, can I bring my tambourine, you know? Or someone brings their tambourine and starts playing, and it's like, hey, Usher, tell that lady, stop playing that tambourine. First of all, she's playing way out of time. Secondly, we have a music ministry that knows what they're doing. <laughs> but, you know, the Greek word for dog in this passage is kunarian, which means little dog or house dog. See, the religious would call the Gentiles wild dogs. They're a bunch of wild dogs. But Jesus wasn't degrading this woman. He was challenging her faith. He wanted to show his disciples what faith is. He wanted to show the religious what humility and persistence looks like. And her response was humble. It wasn't rejection or anger. And it's interesting that she forced Jesus into an altar call. She went, knelt down before him. and says, okay, I'm humble. You're my God. I, I receive you as Lord. Heal me. Heal my daughter. He for, she forced Jesus to have an altar call right on the spot. See, how you respond to your circumstances will determine how God responds to you. And number four, Jesus honors a thankful heart. It's so important that we are grateful for the little. First Thessalonians 5 says, 16 says, Rejoice always, pray without ceasing, give thanks in all circumstances. Say all. All circumstances, for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus for you. I'm going to ask the music community to come forward. I remember when I was, you know, from childhood, one thing that I learned from my mom is to be thankful and grateful for every little thing. And my mom, she would be grateful for the littlest things. The littlest things. She'd be grateful to have thread and a needle so she can sew our clothes. Till this day, she still thanks God every day. I thank God for my bed. I thank God for my bed. Because she grew up without a bed. War-torn Italy, parents killed. She was a refugee, a child on the streets, eating grass to survive eating dead animals to survive. And so I saw in her such a grateful heart. And she loved Jesus with all her heart. 
always praying to Jesus, always thanking Jesus. And she showed me what gratefulness really is. And this woman says to Jesus, even the dogs eat the crumbs that fall from their master's table. And crumbs in this passage represent little blessings. See, be thankful for the little blessings. Some of you have been praying for your spouse to come to church. Be thankful for what you have. Be thankful that your spouse is saying, I don't want you going to church. Be thankful for the little things. And God will bring the greater things. Just keep crying out. Just keep crying out. Some of you want to get married. Well, be thankful that God is protecting you from marrying the wrong person. Be thankful. Keep crying out. But be, be thankful for the place you're at. Some of you have had addiction problems. But keep calling upon Jesus. Keep thanking him for the church. Keep thanking that he doesn't reject you. He wants to help you. Keep crying out. Keep coming to the altar until you get set free. See, your present place in life doesn't have to follow you into your future. Doesn't have to. This lady was in a certain place, a desperate place, a mess, family a mess, children a mess. But she knew that there's someone that can meet me in my mess. There's someone that won't reject me in my mess. There's someone that I can cry out to and I'm not gonna stop crying out. Jesus, I'm not going to stop crying out until you heal me, until you fix my family. Jesus, you're going to see me every week in church, every week at the altar, until you move on my behalf, until you, you move for my family, for my mind, for my body, for my health. Lord, I'm not going to stop. I'm not going to stop until you hear me. Thank you, Jesus. Thanks for listening. To hear more messages like this one, make sure to subscribe and check out our podcast channel for past episodes. And if you like what you're hearing, consider rating it and even sharing it with family and friends. It helps so much. For more content with Legacy and to connect with us, go to LegacyChurchRI.com. The best is yet to come.